Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone. Melissa and I are coming off, I'd say, a really fun week. It was our anniversary. Yeah, we our anniversary is January 5th. We celebrated 17 years and we had a great day. <laughs> Very different, um, but I would say that maybe every year our anniversary and how we celebrate looks different, which is always fun. And we were just, uh, Melissa found these uh, hot springs in my hometown that I didn't even know existed. And so we went and paid an hour to rent access and you can get into all different kinds of pools and different sizes. And it was, it was really fun. And then we did a, like about a 45 minute drive to the next town over to go eat lunch at a cafe that we'd never been to. So we were just talking a lot. We were on the road quite a bit. And we just got to thinking about the last 17 years. And Melissa had woke up that morning just thinking about it and journaling. Yeah, I've been the last, oh, better part of the year, I really enjoyed journaling. So yeah, I woke up the morning of our anniversary and was just journaling and trying to think like, what are my, I want to wrap my thoughts around this day, like just for myself. And I kind of was thinking like, okay, if I want, if I was going to share something on Instagram, I'm trying to be more, I am being more present there this year. What would I share about our anniversary this year? Like deeper than the usual, like happy anniversary post. I'm like, how could I actually, like, what am I actually wanting to say here that would be more meaningful than that? Yeah. Then Melissa asked me what, yeah, what, what would you share? So we were just kind of thinking together. And I think the first thing that came to mind for me, and by the way, it, most of you probably know this by now, but part of this reflection of, of 17 years of marriage was that uh, Melissa and I almost got divorced at year four when we just had two little boys. And so just to reflect on the fact that we really like each other now and that it's, yeah, it's been 17 years, which isn't, you know, forever, but it's a pretty good chunk of time, you know? That, and so Melissa asked me what came to mind as far as some of the things we've learned. And the first thing that came to mind for me was just to have fun together. I think it's so easy, especially after a number of years, I think it's easy just to kind of stop having fun and you're just kind of existing and you're not really living. And when I think about the fun that Melissa and I have together, it's usually pretty like simple. It's not, it's not the big extravagant things. It is finding the hot springs in your hometown that you never knew about. It is driving to the next town over to go to a cafe you've never been to before. It is like road trips and just... I don't know, Melissa loves, and she can talk about this, keeping it fresh. And she always really is good at holding us accountable to doing new things, eating at new places, having new experiences. Yeah, I think I just get, maybe I just get bored easy. <laughs> I don't know. But I do, I am always looking for, yeah, new things to do, to do together. I love building new memories, new experiences. I think it keeps, keeps you having new things to talk about and see each other in a new, a new light every time keeps it, keeps it more interesting for sure. Yeah. So that was the first thing that came to mind. It's just a lesson that we've learned. It's just to have fun together. 
Which I think feeds into the next thing that we talked about. Yeah, the next thing was just not getting complacent because it is easy, you know, after being together or being with someone for a long time, just to take all of it for granted, like not knowing or just, you know, you wake up next to each other, you go to work or to school or drop off the kids or whatever you do. It's like those routines happen every single day and really taking the time to appreciate your person, even though, I don't know, it's interesting how they're, they're right there, but yet sometimes we don't take the time to really, to really see them. So I think that's super important to do. One way I love doing that is making sure we have a date night every week. I think that's kind of vital to like take yourselves out of that routine and enjoy spending time together. Yeah, that's become, I think, non-negotiable for us. And I think part of the part of the reason is is because getting as close to being divorced as we were, I think we realized that we don't want to take it for granted. And so yeah, weekly date night happens almost every every week. Yeah, and I think it for sure that experience having that kind of rocky very rocky point early on in our marriage did give us a unique perspective because we know we know like okay, we can't get complacent in our marriage because we know where that leads for for us and so I think we it, I think it's just made it all that more real to us so okay this marriage is a, a living and breathing thing that we're either investing in it getting better or it's it's maybe falling away and to the point we mentioned before on these weekly date nights they don't have to be extravagant they don't have to be crazy they can be really simple but you can also just have fun do new things exercise a little bit of creativity, a little bit of planning ahead of time. You had a really great quote about complacency in the marriage that you shared with me. Do you remember that one? Keep talking and I'll find it. (laughs) I think one of the things that we were also discussing is, you know, it is so easy to take each other for granted, especially after you've been together for, for a number of years, whether that's a few years or 17 years. I think it gets to a point where it's so much easier to be annoyed by each other's quirks than it is to appreciate each other's uniqueness. It's so much easier to criticize each other than it is to really like appreciate and acknowledge each other. I also think that when you've been together for a number of years, you don't have to look for the things that maybe bother you or annoy you. (laughs) They're, Mm -hmm. They're present, like they're right in front of you every single day. It's interesting to me that you have do you do though have to look for the things that you appreciate about that person. You do have to look for the things that you really do admire. Because the reality is they're, they're still there for the most part. But it's just with time if we're not careful for all of us it really is so easy to get complacent and uh and take you take each other for granted, I would say one other thing that has helped us, I think, not take each other for granted, not be as complacent as we had been at times, is doing a weekly check-in with each other. We do these with our kids as well. You've probably heard us talk about it, but we just did it tonight. You know, and just this weekly check-in consists of, hey, like, what what's going on right now for you in your life? Like, tell me about your life. What's present for you? Uh, what can I do to support you this week? what's important to you this week? 
And then the third thing that we talked about was, it was interesting. So we woke up the morning. I went to, I went to the gym, Melissa journaled, got home, did the kids routine, got them off to school. We were hanging out that morning and Melissa was like, I like you more than the day we got married. And uh, we both kind of laughed and said, well, that's a good thing. And I said, why? Like, I like you more than I even did last year at this time. And I liked you a whole lot last year at this time. Mm -hmm. And we just started thinking, I wonder if that could be a realistic goal that, that, that in your marriage, you set a goal to like each other more than you did the year before. And now that doesn't mean that there won't be times during that year that are up and down, but cumulatively, when you look back on the 12 months, I think it is a realistic goal that each year, you know, we've, we like each other more than we did the year before. And I guess that brings me to the next thing I want to talk about here, which by the way, I'm trying to find that dang quote, but I can't find it. <laughs> That's all right. I sure it was a good quote. Yeah. It basically said that marriages must fight again, must fight against the, the killer of all things. And that the killer of all things is complacency. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was, so I we actually did post all this on Instagram to a smaller degree, and then we just had some feedback from people. Um, like, and maybe another thing I'll say here is, marriages are hard; they can totally be tricky, as we well know. Um, and just people reaching out, like with hard things, like saying, "I, you know, I love what you and Chris have created." But that's not the reality for me. How do I how do I even begin to to create the relationship I want? How do I bring this conversation up to my spouse that I want to have a closer, more connected, deeper relationship with them? I wanna go on dates regularly. Yeah, I wanna go on dates. I wanna have fun. Yeah. And it was it just had me think like, wow, like what yeah, what would what would we say about that? Because I know there are people in that situation. And I even, Chris and I haven't talked about this, but I even remember anniversaries, you know, waking up the day of the morning of our anniversary and just like feeling kind of sad. <laughs> like, because you, I think you, and so, like sometimes that's a day where it maybe hits you like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And this is a day where I'm kind of forced to, face that a little bit because it's the anniversary of mm. of our marriage and what I maybe thought it would be or remember what it once was in some cases. But yeah, so I just wanted to say a couple of things to that specifically. What would you, you know, if you've realized your relationship could be better and I think we all can have stronger, better relationships, but how would you start to create that with, with your spouse? Um, and our, my first thought was, I think that it needs to be a you can I think it needs to be a conversation that you that you have with each other but I think that the approach of that conversation is kind of everything like how it's going to turn out is kind of based on on your approach. I think it would definitely have to be a conversation of a possibility and maybe paint and painting a picture of what you want your relationship to become. For example, if you were to approach your spouse saying, I don't feel like we're connected. We're not as close as I thought we would be at this point in our marriage. I want you to take me on dates more often or, or whatever it was, is whatever it is like kind of a more of a demanding. I think the outcome would be very different than 
if you were to approach your spouse saying like, hey, I this year I would love to be more connected. I would love to go on date nights. I'm going to find a sitter for Thursday nights. Would you want to go on date nights with me and help me plan date nights on, on Thursdays? What would you say about this? Yeah, I love this conversation because we, we were there ourselves, you know, like Melissa said at one time. And and I would say fluctuate and, and have been there at other times. Like even, even as our marriage has improved. And to Melissa's point, I think the first piece of advice I would give is what she's talking about, which is you have to be willing to like, it's like leadership. And one of the things we talk a lot about in our house is creating or complaining. And we have this little saying, you can create or you can complain, but you can't do both. And I think what Melissa, what you were sharing, Melissa, is if you approach it like a complaint, it would have a very different outcome than if you approached it like a creation. And I think that if, if, if spouses saw that they were leaders in the marriage, each of them, so let's say you're that spouse who's like, I want to have more connection with my spouse. I want to go on more dates. I want to be more close and connected, have more fun. You can really be a leader in the relationship and you can go to your spouse and enroll them into a vision of what could be possible and really create it. It's like Melissa said, I could go to Melissa and say, hey, Melissa, I really love you. And I think that we are like amazing together. And I think we could be even more amazing together. And there's so much possibility I see in our relationship. And I want to create that with you. Like I want to have more fun and more connection. And I just want us to create possibility together this year. Like that's pretty powerful (laughs) to like enroll them into the vision of what's possible. Then ask them like, yeah, how do you feel about that? And you might not get the most like overwhelming positive response in the beginning. But I think that's what leadership is, is it's not leadership is very courageous and it's kind of relentless. And it's, it's like, I'm going to continue to help. I'm going to continue to paint the picture of what's possible and do everything I can to enroll you in it. So let's say that example you said of like, so I'm going to get a sitter every Thursday. And let's say your spouse is like, okay, yeah, I'm not interested. It's like, okay, well, I will be going out every Thursday and I would love you to come with me. You know, and, and, and like committing to it, but continuing to speak possibility. But again, I think there's been times where Melissa and I have gotten complacent and taken each other for granted. And we're not thinking about possibility. We're not thinking about enrolling each other. And that's a vulnerable thing to do, to go to your your, your significant other and, and say, look, I want to create more. And I think at times it was easier for us to just not have those harder conversations, not not be a leader in the marriage and not enroll the other person, just kind of exist and get by. And you're right. It is, you would, I don't know, I guess early on I would think like, oh, after we've been married 17 years, it'd be very easy to have these kind of conversations and open up like this. But in my experience, it's still Might be harder. Yeah, because maybe you just get used to not opening up in certain ways. Um, So yeah, it is a very, very courageous thing to like put yourself out there, even after you've been married a long time. I would actually encourage if, 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 if this is resonating with you and you're like, yes, I want to create that with my spouse, but it is daunting or I've tried in the past and they haven't responded, I would go back and listen to our episode about courage. I can't remember what episode it is, but we did an episode specifically about courage. And that's one of the big missions that we have with Family Brands to inspire courage in individuals and families. And that to me though is leadership. 
And I think that's a really powerful thing to think about and consider is that homes and families, like marriages, if if that's not leadership, I don't know what is. To me, it's like the it's like the the the, the breeding ground for leadership. It's like your leadership is more on display in your marriage and your parenting. You're raising future leaders, mm-hmm. and I just think, man, if your marriage isn't what you want it to be, lead it, lead it to become what it can be, and enroll that person, that other person, your your spouse into the or your significant other into the vision of what could be possible and and like stay the course and not maybe not indefinitely maybe not just for like i mean at some point in time they have to come your way and like be willing to be committed as well yeah but it might require you to go for it first yeah and only only you would know like when when that time has come like but i do agree like i think we are meant to be happy and joyful in life and if and if there's only like one person really trying in the relationship. I think there does. I agree. I would never want to paint the picture. It's like, keep trying indefinitely. I would say though, your approach, like Melissa said, is so profound and so important, but I would also say not just your approach, but just your mindset around it. Cause I know there's been times in our marriage where the mindset I had around it, around our relationship was just all a complaining energy. Like I was a victim, like, you know, Melissa was never going to come around or maybe vice versa. And that's one of the things I think maybe before we can really lead our significant other, we have to really lead ourselves. One other thing I want to add is that I remember too, you know, after shortly after our our separation, we did start going on dates. And I think we've mentioned this before that, that the dates would be really hard. It would be, it would be out to dinner and we'd just be kind of looking around like what do we talk about so if if you're like worried about that like okay we haven't been out on dating forever I don't even know what we would have to talk about do we even enjoy each other anymore um I think that's a real it can be a real fear and that and I just um I feel like there are resources out there like I've seen a lot of things lately like little um like journal prompt kind of cards or little um, relationship kind of cards where it's like, okay, pick this card and it's like conversation starters kind of. Um, I think that can help soften the, the maybe the awkwardness if you're worried about awkwardness. Yeah, and, and as you're saying that though, I could hear someone maybe, I could think, I, I can sense someone might be listening right now saying, but we shouldn't have, we shouldn't need that. You know, we've been married for... I don't think it's, I don't think the, 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 the right for mine is what you should or shouldn't need at this point. It's just, it's like, this is where we're at and let's just build from here. And yeah. if, and if some conversation starter card prompts are going to help us, then like, I'm, I'm all in, like I'm willing to do yeah anything, like whatever it takes. Yeah, totally. So here's to, um, stronger relationships, stronger marriages. I think that, you know, the family unit is sometimes just as strong as you know if if the if there are two parents in the relationship that relationship can significantly impact i think the whole the whole family dynamics and the kids so that's why i do think that it's important that we do what we can to build our marriages build our relationships and i would say that this isn't like a one-time event 
you know, Melissa and I, we were separated 12 years ago, but there's been like little like rough spots or rough patches will hit like maybe like three years ago. We had like a couple months there that were really rough, just just the dynamics of our relationship and things we had going on in life. And and I remember it being as as hard of a time in our marriage as I could remember in a long time. <clears throat> and I think one of the things that got us out of that and had us be stronger because of it was Melissa came. Like we were just in this place where we were just stuck and we weren't exercising leadership. We weren't like enrolling each other in like possibility until Melissa came and said like, look, we are better together. And that actually has become like a little theme for us, like a hashtag, I would say. Yes. In our marriage. Better and, together. and Melissa just said, like, we are better together. You know we are. I know we are. We know we are. We're better than this. Like, we can create, and we know we can. And she, like, re-enrolled, like, me into the vision and cast this vision. And, and I think, like, time to time, we do that for each other. Yeah, and I, th- I think I got to look back to that time. And I think sometimes it's easy. We Chris and I are very different people. How we see the world, how we approach the world is very different. Sometimes we let our differences drive each other crazy. But I think that when I brought it to Chris that day, I think I could see clearly like how his strengths and my strengths are so different, but how they actually make for a very well-rounded, <laughs> well-rounded um, approach to, to life, I guess, so... Yeah, and it, it really can be a one plus one equals three. And there's been plenty of times in our marriage where it's a one plus one equals negative one. It's like we cancel each other out and create a deficit because we allow that to happen. Yeah, and something else I said this week too that I pointed out is that I think it's important to know that you will have like ups and downs and rough patches and just knowing that that's kind of part of part of a life, part of a relationship. Um, I know you mentioned three years ago we had a rough patch, but then I just remember in October there was like two weeks where we were just like driving each other crazy. <laughs> and that was Melissa like, was really acting up. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> the longest two weeks and just knowing like, okay, let's what's like what's going on here? Let's have a conversation and let's move past this. I also think in those rough patches you have to ask like, okay, but what is real? What is the truth? Because in those rough patches, the truth is it's just a rough patch. Like the truth, sometimes you you want to start thinking the truth is, oh, there's something really wrong. And like, this is never going to be what, you know, it's like, no, the truth is that this is a rough patch. And like, we are better together. We're going to like recommit to being leaders in our marriage. We're going to recommit to like the vision we have for our family. And, but I think that's, that's important to realize that leaders never stop leading. <laughs> leaders never stop casting a vision of what's possible and holding themselves accountable to it and holding each other accountable. So to recap, have fun. Don't take each other for granted or get complacent. Set a goal that you could like each other more every year. And then if your marriage is at a place right now or will be where it's requiring some leadership, like, yeah, be that leader. I think Melissa found I found my quote. quote. Is it too late? No, I loved it when you shared it with me. So <laughs> Okay. We'll we'll leave with this quote. It says, marriage must incessantly contend with a monster that devours everything. Familiarity. I love that. Marriage must incessantly contend with a monster that devours 
everything. Familiarity. De Balzac. Who's that, who's that quote attributed to? Okay. Have a great week. Do something if you are married or in a relationship. Get yourselves out on a date this week and do something fun. Have a great week. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.